about last night, every talked about all summer, everything we talked about, um, build up to the season, all that, it did it. And it's all on you guys, your hard work, your brotherhood that you come out here and fight, fight, fight. Gave the fans an awesome game and, and a game you'll never forget. Uh, speaking for all the coaches, we can't be any prouder of you guys. I want you to enjoy it, okay? Enjoy this one. Um, man, I just love you guys. Okay, love you guys. So let's get. Let's get one, baby. Let's get we, got one. we got next week, baby. Hey. Monday we start over, baby. Yeah. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe Podcast, and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to a very special edition of the Get Home Safe Podcast. We are broadcasting live on Facebook Live. Already have a few people listening. And guys, today, you know what we're talking about. We're talking about the big victory over Charter Oak High School on Friday night in the first round of the CIF playoffs, Division 7 for Rio Hondo Prep. We talked a lot about it uh, last week. Got a little emotional at times uh, building up this game. And I thought it lived up to the drama. Um, just could not be more proud of the Real Hondo Prep Cares, um, the great class of 2022, as well as the juniors, the sophomores, the freshmen, everyone who was on that team, everybody who contributed, uh, just incredibly proud of them and uh, was setting up Facebook Live this morning. And uh, the first round, of course, didn't go smoothly. That's how it is. Uh, so that first video, hopefully people aren't watching. It didn't last very long, but here we are now recording live on Facebook Live. So happy that we do have a few people who are going to watch this live. And this will also be uh, out as regularly scheduled uh, Monday's episodes like we've been doing here. So it looks like we got some uh, people watching already. Feel free to chat uh, with us, comment. I'll try to um, keep this thing going, try to uh, interact with you guys as much as I can. But I got to tell you today, guys, is an extremely busy show, uh, a ton to talk about. Head coach Mark Carson will be on with us here shortly. We're also going to be joined by senior Ray Montez, who I talked to Friday night after the game. He could not be more happy. I thought he really exemplified uh, the performance as a team, a guy who was just in the middle uh, as a linebacker, making lots of tackles. And of course, the offensive line really, to me, is uh, is who won the game. And uh, you could argue, you could say, well, uh, everyone contributed. Well, the thing with the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that the game was played basically by 15 players. There's 27 guys, I think, on the roster. Um, and that's no knock on anyone that did not contribute because guys contribute in different ways. But as far as the guys on the field, there's about 15 guys who played on Friday night up against, I don't know how many played on, on Charter Oak's side of the field, but uh, they played both ways. And uh, as, as is often the case, it's not like it's anything new. Um, there was 
worry, concern if Rio could hold up physically because one or two injuries, it just cripples you uh, as a football team. And there were some injuries. Jonathan Guerrero cramped up uh, not once or twice, but like three times uh, doing, doing the workload like he normally does. And it was Gio Ortega who stepped in, not just doing what he normally does, uh, in the special teams and, and maybe on some, uh, some reverses and, and pass catches and such, but he stepped in at, at tailback. He stepped in and took the bulk of the carries and Rio didn't miss a beat. Uh, what Gio Ortega did on Friday night was, was truly remarkable going into a position he doesn't normally play and the cares offense just continued to execute. I mean, I, I, I don't want to leave out names here from the night because everybody contributed. It was a team win. Um, I can't tell you the comments on Facebook, the comments from people I've talked to uh, about the incredible play by Damian Diaz to seal the win, not just to make the play, but then to go to the one yard line and have the presence of mind to just take a knee and knowing that Rio could just run out the clock from there. And uh, in my opinion, Rio Hondo prep won that football game by two touchdowns. They, they trailed by one point very briefly for about a minute. Dominated the football game physically. I know it was 37, 30 back and forth. I thought Rio Hondo overall, except for a, a couple of 55 yard touchdowns runs from uh, Jakari black, the charter Oak speedster. Uh, defensively did pretty well. A couple mistakes in the secondary, a busted coverage for Charter Oak's first touchdown, miscommunication. That happens. It shouldn't, but it happens. I thought overall, the physical nature of the football game was something that Rio excelled in. They were undersized. Nobody cares. Uh, Speed-wise, I thought they matched up. You know, when when Jakari Black got, got loose, yeah, you probably weren't going to catch him. But I also saw Gio Ortega running away from, from quite a few people. Ryan McCullough, 58-yard touchdown catch. Shock Charter Oak. And that was huge right after uh, Jonathan Guerrero went out for the first time. Ortega goes to tailback. Charter Oak loads up the box. We're going to stuff the run. And Randy Johnson, with the best play call of the game, in my opinion, uh, Totally shocks the Chargers. McCullough out of the backfield. He's wide open. Damian Diaz completes his only pass of the game for a 58-yard touchdown. And that's no knock on Damian. A couple throws missed. A couple opportunities maybe, but Rio didn't throw the ball that often. And, you know, it was Damian's leadership, again, not just with taking the knee on the one-yard line to run out the clock. To to have the presence of mind to do that as a 17-year-old kid, it was just remarkable. Damian Diaz impressed me Friday night for a lot of reasons. I saw him talking to the officials after a few penalties. He went away from the team, didn't gang up on the refs. He was a team captain. He went over, had a conversation with the official, with the, the white hat, and I think another official trying to get some clarification. These are things I notice. I try to take great pride in noticing things that other people don't. There's also something I noticed from senior Paul Elena that I want to get to, um, late in the game that I guarantee you no one even saw maybe his parents, maybe his parents who, who probably were watching him. But when all eyes were somewhere else on the biggest play of the game, I noticed something Paul Elena did. And I can't wait to talk to coach Mark Carson about this, that with, we're going to look at some plays. If we have time guys, I'm telling you today, we got voicemails. 
from a ton of fans. I got emails. I got messages. I mean, I want to talk about the game, but I think the fans are going to kind of do that for me today. Again, Ray Montez coming on the program later uh, at the end of this uh, episode. It, it may go a while. And thank you for those joining us on Facebook Live. Let me, I'm going to check the comments. I got to look at my notes as well. But anybody who, uh, who, who comments here, I'll try to respond. Maynard Bohork is listening from the D.C. Zoo. The Washington, D.C., Maynard Bohorquez, uh, what a loyal alum he is, staying up uh, till midnight or whatever it is on the East Coast watching the Real Hondo game. I tried to do what I, what I could on um, the Facebook Live. I couldn't broadcast the whole game, but I, I pretty much did. It was great getting the comments from people. Uh, Chris Flagg, game was beyond epic. Yes, I agree, Chris, uh, absolutely. And I want to read to you guys a, a comment from uh, – Real Hondo alum Larry Pollock, who commented on one of those Facebook Live videos, he said, Monday's podcast is going to be lit. Congrats, Rio, on the win. My voice is smoked. Mad respect to Damian Diaz taking the knee instead of the glory touchdown. That's unselfish RHP football right there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely is. And the funny thing is I would have been fine had he run it in because it's like, okay, we're up two touchdowns now with, you know, uh, under two minutes left. But Damien was not thinking about himself in that moment. He was like real Hondo prep athletes are constantly coached up to be thinking ahead. And Damien was in that moment. Hey, Charter Oak never is going to touch the ball again. Yeah, we're going to only win by seven instead of 14. So to process all of that is just phenomenal. There had to be some pre-snap thoughts going into it. But I loved how he, on that play, how he... I, I watched the secondary. Uh, I tried to get my eyes on, on McCullough who, who applied the pressure to uh, the quarterback Farrar, a grandson of the great, uh, the great uh, Lou Farrar. And it flushed him to his right. Damien and, and his uh, secondary buddies had backed off, had backed off, you know, giving charter Oak kind of some room in front of the sticks. I think it was fourth and eight, maybe fourth and seven. And uh, then he broke forward. As soon as he saw that ball, he, he, we broke for it and picked it off a, a huge singular moment in real Hondo prep history. Uh, was it one of the top five plays in Rio history? I would put it up there. I would absolutely put it up there just for the impact, the significance of it. I talked to a lot of fans at the game, um, some real Hondo historians who were giving me some grief about some of my selections about uh, the, the uh, some of the previous playoff games the significance and you know my favorites i'm like hey i'm only 36 i haven't been around that long i would love to hear more stories about the games from the past i love that so uh, any alumni out there who have memories from the 80s and the early 90s and 70s hey keep them coming uh this is the my list i put together last week was just a list of uh, games i have witnessed and what i saw friday night was uh, beyond unbelievable I believed in Rio. I think a lot of people did. I got to give a shout out to the RHP faithful who showed up. We saw some faces that we haven't seen in a while that showed the significance of the game. The, the stands were packed. The stands were completely full. Um, people standing along the fence line. And when you compared it to Charter Oak side, keep in mind, one of the best programs in the San Gabriel Valley, Charter Oak stands were significantly empty. They had the band there. They had... You know, a few parents here before the game, there was like no one there. And then even during the game, not a very big crowd, not a very good showing for that uh, big student body. And uh, I, I thought before the game, even 
that could put together a chain crew. And uh, they were they were bribing people saying, hey, well, you get a free burger and this and that. And uh, they couldn't put together a chain crew. So it was the Rio Hondo parents who volunteered the normal chain crew for the home games. And uh, I applaud Rio stepping up some of the parents there. Uh, I know Rick Johnson, uh, father of Calvin and, and Colby Johnson. He was there working the chains alongside. I mean, he kind of, I think, captains the chain crew or whatever it is. But uh, I forgive me for not knowing the other names of the parents. But yeah, real, real Hondo parents said, me, sure, we'll, we'll do the chains. I guess Charter Oak was having some issues with, um, with uh, volunteers and such. But uh, that, was, that was a bummer to see. Like, really? You guys can't put together a chain crew. So props to the parents. And thank you to everyone who got there early. I mean, I talked to some alumni before the game. It was just cool to see that when the boys took the field about 25 minutes before kickoff, the stands were full. They walked out. I don't know. It was one of my first Facebook live videos when they walked out uh, two by two with uh, the lights in the distance. That was my favorite video. And when we hit the field to see everybody, it was just phenomenal. Okay. We are now going to be joined by head football coach, Mark Carson, who is in the waiting room. Let's bring him on the program. And keep those comments coming, guys. Yes, Charter Rook was empty. Chris Flag, Mark Carson is connecting to audio. Mark Carson, you're on live on the Get Home Safe podcast. We're live today. We are. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Hey, Mark, I'd ask you how you're doing, but I think I know, my friend. That's uh, would be a redundant question. You know exactly. Yeah, doing great. Yeah. So, uh, Mark, uh, we we were talking. Um, uh, are you gonna are you gonna be able to afford this new phone plan that you need with all the texts that you have uh, coming in over the weekend? Did did you have to upgrade your your bill or your plan in some way? Yeah, I'm gonna have to change that because yeah, I get uh get in the bus after after uh, leaving the field on Friday night, and um, you know I was gonna we're gonna go hit that in and out on Grand Avenue, and so I wanted to text my wife Claudia, hey we're gonna you know I'll be back blah blah blah. blah. I get on there that I. I and had 74 texts, um, 74. And then probably between that over the weekend, uh, people hit me up, well wishes, all that, uh, probably over 200 texts. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. wow, Mark, well, again, for the ages. Happy. Yeah, happy about it, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a good problem. Good, not a problem. Oh, but uh, uh, Mark, there's so much to get to today. I, I have uh, multiple voicemails. I have emails. I, I want you to hear all this because I want RHP – uh, family arch you know what, yeah. what's the, the term you like not rhp nation but RHP, the real family real, real family. family yeah i mean they were out in force uh yeah mark we had guys watching this game sean tellis uh, commented on one of my videos he was watching from hong kong uh we, we <laughs> i mean I, I can't tell you the energy that went into this game and the game absolutely delivered so before we get to anything else t- what are your initial thoughts your opening statement on on what occurred friday night Yes, it was, um, you know, first of all, the crowd that showed up for us was amazing. And then you add all the people who were watching digitally somehow. And uh, probably one of the big, most well-attended uh, road games for sure of all time. And then um, even though it was only a few miles away. And then just uh, the outpouring of support, even to the build-up to the game, all the all the people, hey, man, we're watching, wishing you well, and that. Not necessarily that come out of the woodworks. I think they've always been fans, but that 
you just haven't heard from and really no reason to hear from, but, but in this moment you want, you know, they want to reach out. So that's really cool. Um, and then just the extreme emotion of the game and, and, you know, sometimes you win a game and it's ho-hum, you won the game. And, uh, but all that was riding on this, um, in, you know, the fact that we're playing Charter Oak at Charter Oak, um, and then the fact that it's a playoff game in Division Seven, which is the highest, you know, Rio's ever been in. Um, and then just the way the game went with all the twists and turns, all the ups and downs um, had to be, you know, for those in the stands watching, um, an emotional roller coaster like it was for us. Even though you don't really think about that when you're coaching, you're just kind of going the next play. Um, and so you wrap that all up and the emotion is just crazy. You know, uh, someone – multiple people said, Hey, how you doing on Saturday? And I'm like, man, it's still on cloud nine. Um, you know, I slept for two hours, but I felt great, you know, and it's just like, so that was it. And just so happy for our number one, our guys, um, to really get that moment, get that experience. And then, um, number two, just the real family and how proud they are of everybody and, uh, the guys and, and, uh, um, so it was just a great win for the program and, and the guys on the team, especially. You said it last week. It was a game for the past, the present, and the future of RHP football. I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah. This this win, I think JT Parker told me on the sideline, this win was for everyone who had teammates in junior high in Rio who ended up going to other schools, uh, going yeah. to bigger schools for bigger and better things. You know, what could have been? This, is, this game, I mean, it was about the kids Friday night, uh, the current team, but it really yeah. did feel like the win was for so many RHP players before them and the players going forward. Yeah. And I think the past players can, and can uh, take pride in it. Cause this, this wasn't just a one-off, you know, Oh, we got this great group. This was the RHP team through and through. And the, the, they were, this, this win was built on the shoulders of all those great past teams and all those great past players, um, all those great past coaches who, who've made RHP football, what it, what, what it is. And, um, so yeah, of course it's great for the guys now and it's great for, but I think that point is, is well taken and well made. And then for the future, you know, um, our goal is, is to be playing teams like that year in and year out. And, and in this new playoff format, we aren't going to have a choice if, if we want to win championships. And so we got to figure that out. And it's going to come down to, to getting the guys in, into our school um, where we can make that happen. Where we're, you know, when you think San Gabriel Valley football, you know, we're one of the top teams that come to your mind. That's the goal. So, yeah, you don't have to say anymore. Hey, where'd you go to high school? I went to this small private school in Arcadia that you probably never heard of. No, now when people ask, you say it probably real Hondo prep. They're like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, we heard of you guys. Because that's how it should be. It's a brand. I mean, the yeah. shirt says it all. I mean, the crest. Right. Um, Mark, you always believed. You've believed in, in real Hondo football and this type of game a long time. When people yeah. said we couldn't go 11, man. You were at the forefront saying, yes, we can. And we're never going back to eight man. Um, we're we're going to, we can not only compete, we can win championships. We've done that. Uh, you believed in playing bigger schools, public schools. Um, maybe you didn't believe in, in, a, in a charter Oak necessarily, but when it came down to it, you did, you didn't yeah. doubt. Yeah. You knew what the team was capable of. Yeah. And, and we knew it was a, a narrow path to victory. And um, there's certain things that we had to do. And um, we did them, you know, um, we, we didn't turn the ball over. Um, 
which was huge. You know, maybe one of the biggest plays in the game was a, a bobble snap that Damien just fell on. Actually got a yard on that. That was kind of, they had swung the momentum back their way, and that would have been a real killer to give them the ball back there. Um, and we got ahead, which we thought we had to do, and made them play catch up. Um, we made the big plays we had to make, which was awesome. Um, we put drives together, which kind of shortened the clock, limited their possessions. Um, and then, man, we just held, held on for dear life. And that was just all guts. And, uh, yeah, it was just amazing the, to see. The, the key moments to me were late on the third down conversion uh, mm -hmm. where you guys needed two yards, the fourth down yep. conversion where you needed one yard. You didn't get it by much. It was like just enough. And to <laughs> me, your running backs were phenomenal. McCullough got some tough yards. Uh, JG was fighting through injuries. Uh, Gio was unbelievable all night. But yeah. Mark, in that final, that final drive, and I know it didn't end the way you wanted it to. You don't have to talk yeah. about that. But the offensive line, to me, made a statement. Those guys have been playing all game. All five of them, uh, tight end, everyone included. Both ways. Those guys said in that moment, we're winning this game. We are yeah. going to get a yard, two yards. And it, was, it wasn't flashy. It wasn't super attractive. It was a, a cloud of dust. But when you guys crossed the line to gain, the crowd roared. I was like, this is football right here. This is what football is all about. Yeah, it was awesome. And they, um, you know, first of all, Randy called the game of his life. Unbelievable. And, 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 yeah. And, and it's not, oh, it's a run play. It's not just any run play. You know, he's, he's picking from a menu of, of, of dozens of run plays to go into at that moment and picking the right one based on how they're defending us and, and who's running the ball well and uh, how we're blocking and so forth. And just, yeah, the linemen up front, Ray, Jaden, Paul, Royal, Calvin, Colby, all those guys who were playing both ways. Um, and just battle, dude, all night against D-line that was fresh. Not only were they only playing one way, they were rotating guys on D-line. And so, and so, um, and their D-line was good. No one's run the ball on them all year, essentially. I mean, you watch the Glendora tape, and they, they shut down Glendora's run game. Um, and so that was just sure will and determination on their part. And um, it, it, the drive did what it had to do. We would have liked to get that, that – uh, conversion just kneel it out but it, it at least it cut down the amount of time they had to, to score and so rather than kind of pound the ball like they might have wanted to they felt they had to throw and that kind of played into our hands and and then how it ended with the interception and stuff so yeah it, it was we've had drives like that in the past i remember um who was it man like a semi-final game at, at rio maybe in a final game is it salesian maybe or something like that Mission preps, legion, yeah, those those years where we don't score at the end of a long drive in the fourth quarter, but we we, we march it down, take away a bunch of clock, and then they got to scramble at the end, and they feel like got to get seventy yards, and they panic, you know. So, and that all those moments, you know, as a staff that you've been together and, and you've gone through them, it all comes back, and, and even though you're not thinking, oh, this is just like mission prep in two thousand, it's like. It, it's it's back in your head sometime and, and we know how to play it and we're like right here's what we're going to do and so um, we'd like to think that all that gathered knowledge and and that um experience come comes pays off 
you know, in games like this. I don't know how you guys ran the ball sometimes. It, it looked, it looked visually like Charter Oak had like 13 guys in the box. I, I, they were up there. I'm going, how are they getting any yards here? So it's a tribute to your guys, the coaching staff. Uh, Mark, well, we have so much yeah. to get to. So um, yeah, they stacked the box. We'll get, yeah, I'll let you get to that. Um, but my run instruction on that last drive, um, you know, I, I usually stay out of the offensive huddle, but I'm like, I'm like, Randy, we're not throwing the ball. <laughs> we're not throwing the ball. And so do whatever you got to do, but we're not throwing the ball. That's all I say. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Mark, I got emails, messages, voicemails. We got to get to all this here. Um, first of all, uh, Dave Diaz just commented on the Facebook uh, live video. He says, I think Mark Carson will go down as one of the elite coaches in the San Gabriel Valley. So much respect for him and his coaching staff. Uh, 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 Mr. Diaz, a former football player for Rio, of course, a, a great, great leader in his time. Uh, he also had a comment on Facebook, one of the videos that I wanted to mention to you as well since he mentioned there uh dave diaz said there's not enough said about the rhp coaching staff their commitment to this program and the attention to detail is what i feel is the secret to the rhp football program success i get the unique opportunity to stand on the sidelines and hear the interactions the strategy and sometimes the discipline parents should know and be proud that their kids are getting the best role models anyone could ask for respect the prep hey man Appreciate that, Dave. And yeah, he's uh his daughter's in our school. And um uh just as a fan, he 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 uh comes to all our games. So um he's one of the one of the guys we love having on our sideline and he loves being there. Uh, man, that's again just um it's a staff thing. I think we have the the best staff around and it's built on the shoulders of the the guys in the past. And from from Mr. Dowd, Mr. Johnson, Mr. Drain, and all the assistants who've come through. Um we're, you know, we're just kind of taking their blueprint, tweaking it a little bit and doing it the real way. And so, you know, that's, that's all we're doing, but appreciate that. I asked for a lot of uh, reactions from fans, emails, voicemails, and I got a lot, Mark. So uh, your, your, your nephew, Kyle Horton, uh, he tuned in. He said, this is Kyle Horton uh, from the broadcast team with Clark Bollinger. And, and we both agreed. <laughs> Love those guys, by the way. Uh, we both agreed. This game was the single most special and important non-championship game in the history of the program. Absolutely unreal for this team and this school. Couldn't have asked for a better game. Very well said, Kyle. Uh, Kyle, uh, yeah. uh, Uncle Mark, your response? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, it's hard to put it. Put a, a first round playoff win over a championship game or anything like that. But, um, you know, I, I'm not going to disagree with that. I think that's for the uh, fans. It just makes for interesting discussion. That's for the fans and, and past players to discuss. But uh, if the cool thing is that everyone, and we saw this Friday night, everyone is just supportive and everyone is mm. do well. There's no, you know, um, not that I would expect it, but there's no jealousy or anything from past teams or anything like that. Everyone just on board and pushing uh, for us to move forward. And, and they all feel part of it too. They feel like that win was for them too, I think, in a way. So Big time, big time. Well, uh, Mark, I'm not the only Hersema man who has a few opinions about the game Friday night. I'm going to give you back-to-back voicemails here from uh, my dad, Dave Hersema, and then one from uh, my brother, Sam Hersema, from the class of 06, CIF champion in 05, I might add. Uh, so yep. here's a couple messages from uh, the Hersema men. This is Dave Hersema, and I want to congratulate the kids for their big win against Charter Oak. Very proud of you. Go Rio. 
Let's go, go. Real, indeed. My dad, uh, you know, Matt, a little, little what a freaking game, days. man. Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Jump ahead there, those. Mark. Okay. Here we go. Here is uh, Sam Hersema. Thank you, Mr. Hersema. Congrats, gentlemen. Apologies for the voice. I was there screaming my head off for you guys. It's a sweet victory, especially against Charter Oak, especially on their field. Had a great time watching you guys dominate the clock. Time of possession was amazing. I think you had plus 20 minutes. Great coaching, great offensive line, great defense, great game management. Good job, gentlemen. Get that next one. Spoken like a true offensive lineman, Mark. My brother, Sam yeah. Hersma, playing hurt. He, you can hear the voice there, man. He was loud. Yeah. Love it, Sam. And, and, and um, yeah, I appreciate Mr. Hersma, Sam, for your support all season, all, I mean, through the decades. And, um, and just love that the loyalty that they represent and that they, they show. So uh, much love to you guys. Yeah. That the um, time of possession and we had to kind of prep the guys um, before we're like, guys, we're not going to have two minute drives this week, three minute drives, you know, because most of the season that's, we would score in less than two, three minutes, almost all our drives. And um, we told them, guys, this is a good thing. Okay. Cause it's going to, it's going to squeeze them. It's going to shorten the game. Um, we've got to be able to, we got to be paired. To, to have um, long drawn out drives and we got to take care of the ball and be able to move it um, at three, four yards at a time. And that's what we did. And so it, it actually played into our hands and it was, yeah. And defensively we gave up yards. Um, but I think the guys and some big chunk plays, which you hate. And, and, and that kind of, I think lets people know like, man, when you don't get it right, this is what happens against teams this explosive. And so you can kind of appreciate that. Um, when you don't get your fits right or your gaps right or your coverage is right, whatever, this is what they can do. But um, the guys made the plays when they had to make them. And that's when that's what really defensive football is about is making the plays when you got to make them. And so they did that. Yeah. 37, 30, you know, it feels all oh, really high scoring game, but I mean, it was a couple of plays busted coverage early. Uh, the, the Jakari, but he's unbelievable uh, football player yeah. for charter Oak. I mean, <laughs> He knifed through you guys and he's gone. And you're right. One mistake, one minor yeah. mistake. It really shows you how, how important team football is. Uh, John Lee sent me a photo and it was, um, I think, who was it? Aaron size number 21. Yeah. Yeah. Little, little uh, defensive back. And he's got the charter Oak uh, lineman coming at him. And he said uh, something along the lines of this is this photo exemplifies what RHP football is all about. Did you see that photo Mark? Yeah, I saw it. That's Aaron, who, who plays one of our hybrid players, position guys. He's an overhang guy. We call it Rover. Um, yeah, probably about a buck 40 and a guy. And he had a guy, a big lineman. Um, I'm guessing 280, 290, bearing down on him. <laughs> and and uh, with the running back, you know, with the ball coming right at him. I would love to see the photo from the other side and see Aaron's eyes. It's like, what? You know, that looks like. But, um, I don't even know what play that was from, but I'm sure Aaron took on the block like he was supposed to and and uh, kept his outside arm free, forced him back inside, and someone was there to clean it up from the backside. I mean, that's what I hope. Taking the yeah. Giants on head up, as John Lee said. John Lee also sent in a message for you, Mark. I'm telling you, we're all over the place today. We got messages from all kinds of fans. Uh, he said, ask Coach Carson if kneeling at the one-yard line was something coached at some point in the season, or is it just a player thinking mid-play? I would have made it a two-touchdown game personally, but, but if he was heady – enough to be thinking about the clock to make that decision with nothing but glory in front of him. I tip my hat to the young man, of course, talking about the game ceiling interception by your senior leader, Damian Diaz. 
Yeah, our quarterback and corner, Damian Diaz, um, he actually had some help. If you see the film, Gio Ortega's running alongside him and telling him, hey, get down, get down. Um, but uh, that might have been something we talked about, you know, preseason or way back. Hey, you know, if we have this, and we might have re- relayed an old, an old war story about when this kind of thing happened. But it's not something we were talking about, like, before that play or, you know. Like we were, hey guys, if you intercept it, you know, we were just we were hoping just to get a stop and get out of there. Um, and so just an ultimate uh heady real hondo thing to do. And and you know, what can I say? And yes, we go up 14, it's probably okay, but um they could score quick, get in on side and score quick, which they obviously did mm-hmm. uh, multiple game, score quick touchdowns. This sealed it, it put a cap on it, and there was no way for them to to win the game. And so um, I loved it. I loved it. And, and uh, it summed I, up so much. So first of all, let's get one thing straight. Rio Hondo uh, beat Chardock by two touchdowns on Friday night. Let's just make <laughs> that very clear to everybody. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was unbelievable. Mark. Yeah. What's that? That's the one thing we could, we didn't get out of it. What might've been nice, but no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, him running with the ball in the air was awesome. Yeah. Rod Bazuzzi, he said, uh, I mean, he had his, his son there, uh, you know, yeah. watching the game. He says, when he took it to the one yard line, he says, uh, I turned to my son and said, that was the most unselfish play I've seen in a very, very long time. Yeah, it was. And right. He could have walked, run in the end zone, you know, celebrated, gone crazy and all that and, and had the the headlines of the game ceiling touchdown. And, but that's not what, that was not what the real way. And that's not what Damien's about. He's just a true leader. And um, it was so, it was just really cool. Yeah. It was really, Damien yeah. was, I mean, it, it was awesome. It was like, to think of that in that situation. I mean, as a 17 year old kid, I got to tell you, I wouldn't have, I would have <laughs> thought that way. I, I know how I am even now. As a I, saw a college, I saw a college game yesterday, exact same situation. And their guy took it in mm-hmm. and, and lo and behold, the other team did get the ball back score and get it on side. And so it's like, wow. You know, it, it was like, he's beyond that level, you know? So it's just, it's just wow. crazy. Yeah, I hope uh, the Charter Oak faithful saw that and were like, okay, this team is extremely not just well coached, but they got players who are coaches themselves. Um, Coach Damian texted, texted about that after the game. And uh, say it again. Coach Ferrar did text about that after the game. And he was just his final, he didn't text a long text, but he just said, hey, congrats. I uh, said a few other things. And he, his last thing was, we're believers. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, I, I have a source who who may have seen them after the game um, Friday night, uh, just happened out, you know, out and about. And um, his words were they looked a little shell shocked, just, uh, you know, but uh, I, I do know to to coach for our uh, classy individual that, um, you know, his mother just recently passed away as well. The mm-hmm. grandmother of the quarterback of Charter Oak. So, uh, you know, our, our hearts are with them. And of course the late great Lou for passed away recently. So uh, a lot on their mind and uh, right. nothing but respect for the Charter Oak program. Nothing but, nothing but class, nothing but respect to them. And yeah, we wish them well. Damien uh, was a phenomenal leader on Friday night, engineering drives. You know, it's not easy running that off, but you don't throw a whole lot. He made one great throw to Ryan McCullough, who was wide open. We'll get to that. I'm sure. But Damien impressed me with his leadership. He seemed calm. There was a Mark. I love noticing things that other people don't. And I saw him personally go to the officials, talk to them in a moment of the game. He was calm. He was away from his team. They weren't getting it. He was getting some clarity. So I liked that. Um, But there was a moment on Damien's play that I, I don't know if anyone noticed yet. Um, And 
I don't know if we're going to have Paul Elena on the program later today or not, but your senior captain, Paul Elena, did something that I don't think anyone noticed on Damian's big play. All eyes were on Damian, the interception, running down the field. Rio has won the game. And wouldn't you know it, towards the end of the play, Paul Elena kind of making his way down the field. There's this distraught quarterback on the ground. And real quickly, real briefly, just helps him up, taps him on the helmet, and goes about his business. So I have mad respect for guys who absolutely cool. get yeah. it. Um, uh, last year in the Rose Bowl, a few of your players went and um, yeah. shook hands with a poly player who was injured on the sideline. Paul Elena, that's not getting in a headline. Probably no one even saw it. But to me, I was like, that's a real Hondo prep football player. You're getting after this guy all, all, all night. Yep. You want to... You want you don't want to injure him, but you want to put him on the ground. You, you but yeah. in that moment, the biggest celebration moment of the game, and Paul Lena does something like that. That is a leader to me. Yeah, and just recognizing a football player to a football player, a man to a man, that uh, that he's going through something on his side, obviously, and um, a devastating moment for him. And just to to do that, I think is really cool. And I think it you know it spoke to the respect we have for Charter Oak after the game. It was all class in the handshake. Um, you know, we were all at in and out. They probably had half their team at in and out. There's no problems. It was all good. You know, so that's cool though. And that's just the kind of guy Paul is, you know, they don't call him the apostle for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I couldn't get a hold of him. So I, I hope you can have him on next week. Uh, okay. But no worries. I, I saw that play. That, well, yeah. I was like, I want to talk to this guy. I want to talk yeah. to this guy. Uh, Ray Montez will be great. He's on later. Talk to him Friday night briefly interview uh the kid uh, i mean again you have so yeah. many players that just yeah. are real football guys yeah he had a great game yeah i can't wait to start with him uh your vice principal edwin ixta uh who was dressed sharply by the way friday night nice hat edwin uh he he sent a lot of tweets but he said something that i wanted to take note of he said let's set something straight rh rhp has just 71 students in high school 39 of those students are boys Max Preps lists 28 players on the roster, but one of those players left our school a few weeks back. Out of the 27 players that suited up on Friday, 15 played tonight. Offense, defense, and special teams. Mark, you played the game with 15 players. <laughs> yep, 15 guys stepped on the field. <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe 15. Yeah, that was crazy. And, and that just speaks to our guys. Um, you know, they're warriors. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. yeah, the game was won. The game was won a long time ago, Mark. I think uh, in, in the summer in that weight room. Um, yeah. it, you know, it wasn't one Friday night. It was one yeah. months ago. And uh, I thought yeah. your your post game speech kind of summed that up too. Yeah. Let's see here. Where do we go from here? Okay, only a couple more. And, uh, and yeah, so when you see Paul Elena, man, um, definitely give him some props and recognize that because that was phenomenal. Uh, oh, Fred Montablanco. Uh, this was a great email he sent me. Uh, class of 05, great football player himself. Uh, he was over there in kind of the alumni area on the sideline. Those guys were, were loving the football game. Uh, kind of a long one here, but uh, I'll let you respond right away, Mark. He says, being able to go back to Rio and watch your alma mater play is truly special. It doesn't matter how many years have gone by or how many decades. Every single person that has graduated Rio knows exactly what those kids are feeling in that moment. All the hard work and preparation that goes into being a football player. The kids change year after year, but the body of work and the message is always the same. It truly makes me proud to have the privilege to say I was a football player once at Real Hundo Prep. I want to take this time to congratulate Coach Mark Carson and company on the phenomenal job. They really have taken the program 
to the next level. These young men are tough. You can see the love they have for each other and they exemplify everything it is to be a care. It's euphoric to say the least. And the brotherhood they have is genuine. Go Rio. P.S. That pick to end the game has to be one of the top five plays in RHP history. Yeah. Oh man. What a, what a message from Fred and uh, yeah. Great football player, man. Fred was a great player in his own right. And uh, it's great to see him there Friday. I couldn't have said it better myself. And, and that's just encapsulates everything. And uh, he gets it. That's the cool thing. Everyone gets it. Um, and so, you know, the, our fans, our, our former players, our alumni watching the game, they all understand. And uh, that's why I think it was, it was, a, it was a win for the Rio family, man. And so uh, couldn't have said it better myself. Thanks, Fred. Yeah, absolutely. Two more voicemails. Speaking of alumni, let's get two instant reaction voicemails from a couple of uh, RHP alums. Uh, Dave Ramos, who is, uh, you know, law enforcement. God bless you, Dave. And uh, Zach Stiver, two great football players from Rio. First, we'll go with uh, with Dave Ramos, who uh, I got a chuckle out of this one, Mark. So we'll see. uh, We'll see what you think. Here is Dave Ramos. Real hard prep football. Let's go. Amazing win tonight, boys. So proud of you guys. So thankful I was able to come out there and see you guys play tonight. Got this old guy all fired up. Tweaked my back, twisted my ankle. Almost passed out from yelling too hard. Probably not going to be able to talk tomorrow. But it was an amazing game. You guys played your hearts out. Came out with the dub when everybody said you guys couldn't. Every single RHP football player that came before you. We're proud of you guys. Keep it up. Come back on Monday. Go back to the grindstone. Put in the work. And try to get another dub next week. Looking forward to seeing you guys. Much love. Dave Ramos, man. You know, Mark, it's a big game when the alumni show up in the Letterman jackets. I got to tell you. Yeah. From Victorville, right? Does he live up there? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Made that drive, which I'm sure on a Friday wasn't easy. Um, Yeah. So cool to see all these guys and uh, just the tie-in and the brotherhood that goes back decades, you know, is just really cool. And uh, just appreciate all the support. It's awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. One, one final voicemail from Mr. Zach Stiver, a uh, two-time CIF champ, a great lineman. I thought it was a good way to, to uh, end the, uh, end the uh, voicemails with, uh, with Zach here, Mark, and then uh, we'll talk more about the game. But here is Mr. Zach Stiver. Matt, what a freaking game, man. Um, I couldn't be prouder of those guys that played, coaching staff. I mean, what a win for the program. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've had big games before, but this was, this was definitely a big area win for us. And uh, the craziest thing is it's only the first round. Um, and we've got, a, you know, we got uh, the quarterfinals next Friday at home, which is going to be awesome. But, I, again, I couldn't be prouder you know, of the, of the guys uh, that play on the field last night. I mean, they showed such heart. Um, and that's what RHP football is all about, man. It's, it's about going out there and, and, and exceeding expectations and, and winning championships. And, you know, we got one step closer on Friday. So congrats to Mark, coaching staff, Mr. Johnson, all those guys, uh, boys on the field, you know, Ryan, uh, JG, Geo. Uh, I mean, I, I couldn't be prouder, man. So we'll see you next Friday night, round two, baby. Let's go. Thanks a lot, Zach. Thanks, Zach. Man, yeah, he Zach actually came and watched practice Wednesday night, which was cool. And oh, in the area, can I? I'm like absolutely come by. Um, so yeah, uh, man, another great football player, and um, just carrying on the tradition that you guys set, guys, and 
all the great coaches, all the great players that have come uh, come before us. And that's, that's all we're trying to do. This is my recruiting pitch, Mark, for real. Uh, you know, I, so many great alumni who, who go on to do great things after uh, high school, but you're going to get great support at Rio Hondo Prep. And you said it uh, months ago, anyone who goes to Rio Hondo Prep, you're not going to get a better high school experience with all the different things you do than going yeah. to Rio Hondo Prep. So for those that are hesitant or whatever, I mean, I encourage anyone who, who's on the yeah. fence or parents. I mean, your kid's going to great, great, get a great experience. Get a great experience. And yeah, talk to Zach or talk to any of our alumni and ask them. And, and uh, that, that's, uh, that's special. And that's cool. Yeah. Something else that was special, Mark, was one of your former players, uh, former Covina Tiger. There was a ton of them out there watching, but I saw Brian Hunter specifically uh, come over and talk to you. I mean, when you were coaching the Tigers, he was a stud player. And of course, in high school at Charter Oak and, and college and beyond. But uh, uh, what was it like seeing uh, your, one of your former players in Brian Hunter? Yeah, first of all, I don't think I've ever seen a more crowded Letterman's jacket than that guy's. They <laughs> <laughs> get any more room for any patches. A uh, phenomenal athlete, was in care starting it when he was five years old. Uh, I was fortunate to coach him, I think, six years in care. I really, my whole coaching tenure, I kind of moved up with him and that team. Um, Nick Gonzalez, Will Tirico, a bunch of guys like that. And, uh, yeah, it was cool. That was just one of the cool tie-ins. You had a lot of the care connection, too. And so Adam McClure, who was on uh, one of those guys I coached, he came out from San Diego. I, the Charter Oak care guys a lot of them were at the game. And so, and I think they were probably rooting for Charter Oak, but they weren't too disappointed how it turned out and that we won. And so they all came up and gave me some love after the game. And that was really cool and great to see them. So another cool thing about that, that game Friday night. Yeah. Nick Fuentes, one of my former Cary Youth League teammates, he went to Charter Oak, uh, won a championship yeah. there. And uh, he had, a, I think a nephew play at Rio, Jake Lyons yeah. a few years yeah. back. So uh, he was kind of, you know, either way, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But he understood. So it was just stuff like that that was awesome. Um, Mark, I got to ask, uh, the special teams are huge. Gia was unbelievable. I think a lot of people were asking and scratching their heads, maybe commenting from the stands even, um, <laughs> with the whole onside kick thing. What was the thinking behind just pretty much giving Charter Oak half a field all night? Yeah, um, well, we knew the return men were dangerous, which you which you saw when, when 13 or, or 4 got in space or 6 even, you know. Uh, five, and I don't know how many guys they had that, that <clears throat> they get in space, they're dangerous. Um, and as you know, uh, a fan who saw our game the week before, our kicker is injured. And so we were going with, with Gio, who's never comes out of the game and is our backup kicker, kind of emergency kicker anyway, to start with. Um, so we didn't really have a chance to like, we're not going to kick the ball in the end zone anyway. Um, our guys are playing both ways. Why sprint down 60 yards? chase them around so they'll probably get to about the same spot anyway. Why not just save us a, a dead sprint, save us a chance of getting popped on a return, um, and we get a chance we might get the ball. And so that was the thinking. And, um, you know, it, it was strategic is what we thought we had to do. And we figured, um, you know, that was kind of what, what went into it. And we figured we thought we might get one or two, but, but – Credit to them. They, they had athletes over there who made good plays on those kicks. And we're like, man, I didn't catch that. But um, that was the thinking behind it. So, no, you almost uh, you almost got a few. And I know people pulling their hair, hair out, but you got to, there's reasoning behind it. And I, I get it. I get it. It doesn't look great, but you yeah. got to do what you got to do. Uh, I, I do not, I, I want to thank Charter Oak, first of all. I have to thank them. Um, I don't know if it was a pride thing or what, why they kicked the ball to Gio Ortega 
multiple times is beyond me. He had to have over 200 yards in the return game. Of course, the 92 yard touchdown return was, was huge, but they yeah. kept kicking it to him, Mark. Yeah. I think it was probably their, their um, disbelief in their, you know, their special teams guys and their kicking game. And, and um, we appreciated that. <laughs> Mark, what is the reasoning? This is something you've done over the years, really. It's just kind of a, something that Rio always does. If you get that offside on the PAT, you go to the one and a half more often than not, you decide to go for two. You went for two early in the game, yeah. uh, uh, you know, after that offside, what is the reasoning behind uh, going for two uh, when you get the ball at the one and a half yard line on a PAT? Well, I think we're probably perfect on those. So it's a sure two points. So, you know, we're like, um, and, and teams for whatever reason, always fall for it. <laughs> and, and so we're happy to, you know, okay, we're, we're going to go for it. And uh, it's almost a sure thing. We think we can always get a yard and a half. Mm -hmm. it, you often do. And yeah. uh, it, it's crazy. It's a dominant run usually uh, yeah. towards the middle of the field there. But uh, yeah, I love that. Um, you guys, the hard count all night, Damien. I mean, I don't know how many offside penalties you guys drew. Six. Six. Wow. Yeah. And, and it started early. And to yeah. me, it kind of put, Charter Oak in a position where they had to be a step slower, you know, just slow them down a bit, getting off the ball. Yeah. Give, give us, gives our chance, gives our guys a chance to hit them. And uh, they did a great job on that. And uh, Damien, again, his leadership, great job on that. We have a, a drill we like to do at the end of practices um, where Damien and the quarterbacks are calling the snap count on our sprints, just 10 yard sprints, 20 yard sprints, whatever. And we call it game winners. And um, mm. the thinking is big game. You got to do this. You got to be able to, you know, be disciplined on defense, not go off, and then on offense, um, stay still and get, don't get and fire off when you're supposed to fire off. So um, it's fun to see stuff like that come to fruition. And guys, it was a big part of winning the game. So huge part, huge part. Just five yards at a time, but uh, it was more than that. And it was like, okay, Rio's been coached up here. Charter Oak's not ready for this. Uh, I was going to comment on this, but. Uh, Fred Monteblanco beat me to it here on our Facebook live. He says fourth and excuse me, fourth and goal from the eight to start the game. And we go for it. And then we go for two. What a way to say we are here to play tonight. Mark, I don't know if uh, you know anything about analytics or whatever, but fourth and goal from the eight, you usually don't go for that. What was the reasoning there to start the game? Oh, we liked, we liked, we thought we could get to the edge and um, just based on how they came out defending us. And um, we were there to, you know, we told the guys we had a terrorist mentality. We had nothing to lose. You know, we were going to win it and we were playing to win the game. And so we knew we needed touchdowns to win. Field goals weren't going to get it done. So we said, we're, we're going for it. Yeah. Go, go all in, go, go for it. And uh, that was, yeah, that was wild. I mean, Jay, I was right in the corner there as JG ran over and uh, that was huge statement, huge statement yeah. to go for it and get it. And uh, yeah, I said the same thing before I said, well, three points are going to win this, win this game. So uh <laughs> Tribute to you guys. We talked about the trenches. Um, Mark, I hear your family there and everything. So many people were hugging you after the game. You and I hugged. We didn't say any, any words, just a quick hug. Yeah. Didn't need, words didn't need to be said, but I did see your family there on the sideline uh, come on the field. What does it mean to see your wife and kids on the field after a game like that? Yeah, it's cool, man. Just brings it all home. And, uh, you know, don't, don't have any bigger support or, or fans than, than uh, Claudia and my girls. And um, so but that goes for all the kids, all the players, all the coaches, everyone's family were there. And so to share a moment like that, uh, you know, a lifetime 
type moment. You know, you're going to, you're always going to forget it. We make sure we got a picture. You're never going to forget it. You're always going to remember it. Make sure to get a picture. So it was special. And all the guys, uh, we love giving them time to take pictures and, and, and just to remember that. So we think it's really cool. And yeah, it was, it was special. I saw your parents in like the, the first row of the bleachers. It was awesome to see your dad come out for the game. Bundled up, yeah. Bundled up. Big Covina, game in Covina, Charter Oak. I mean, everyone yeah. had to be there and it was phenomenal. I did see, a, you know, the, the Dave Drain. I had, to, had some Instagram comments that uh, brought about a sign that Charter Oak uh, posted on their field uh, about an easy dub. I don't like bulletin board material, so I don't know why Dave did that. But hey, you guys got the sign and took a few photos with it afterwards. It, I did not take the picture, but some of the guys dug it out of the trash and did that. That was hilarious. And, uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping Dave uh, and Dave's Dave. And he's just, he's a character, an yeah. awesome coach, super smart. He called that, that touchdown pass to McCullough. That was his call. Um, but um hoping that's a one-off and, and we don't really d- get, do that again. But it, you know, once he did it, it was like, all right, uh, here we go. And it just might've played, played mind games with them too. It's like, do you guys really think they can win? And then we get ahead and they're like, I think they really do think they can win. And, and maybe that, maybe it worked in our favor. So thanks Dave, but, but let's keep that. Let's not do that again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like uh, the talking, you know, the celebrating all that stuff after when the clock goes to triple zeros, that I feel much better about talking about the program. It's like, but you it. yeah, it it. yeah, the kids were loving it. The kids were loving it yeah. for sure. I was like, what's the backstory on this? Why is, why do they have a Dave drain sign over there? Um, but Mark, it's the, it's 845. I mean, do you, you got to go here soon or you got a couple minutes? I, I can stick around a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you have some, uh, some plays, uh, you want us to look yeah. at, um, let me try to pull this up here. So I have the kickoff return, um, touchdown, the fourth down stop, um, the touchdown pass and then the interception. I don't know which one of those you want, but I got the play numbers for those. Let's go uh, with the kick return. That's play 40. Play 40. All right. Basic and the screen. Let's try that. Okay. Mark, you should be seeing me now. Got it. You got the screen. Okay, cool. So play 40 uh, charter just scored on uh, the busted coverage play. We talked about, they answer, they, they, they just kick their extra point. So they got it to eight to seven. And uh, I believe I could be wrong. Phil, correct me if yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah, they, and then, uh, and then this happens, they happen to kick the ball to a young man, Gio Ortega. Yeah. Um, and this is a great return. You see they, uh, it was a fake toss. Um, and Gio does a great job hiding the ball behind his hip. And we fake the handoff to Ryan, who fakes a toss, uh, I believe, to Calvin. So guys go with him, which gives you just enough space for Gio to get through. And with his speed, he's gone. And so this is something that we hadn't been able to do a whole lot this year because very few teams would kick to us. But I think Charter Oak, you know, they had the swag and the confidence to think that they're going to cover on anybody. And uh, and so they probably haven't seen – they might not have even seen this on film. I don't, I'm not sure. And so, um, so they went for the fake, you see here. And uh, so Gio has the ball here. You got McCullough in the middle with his back. Uh, Guerrero's leading the charge here. You got Johnson who's coming around for yeah. a fake pitch afterwards. So Gio right. fakes the handoff to Ryan. Ryan fake. squatting like that gives the illusion yeah. that he does have the ball. Yeah. And he then fakes, fakes the pitch. John, uh, excuse me, Calvin. Sorry to interrupt, Mark. Calvin. Yeah throws his hands up like he's receiving a pitch. It's all these little things that, you know, manipulate the eyes. And so Gio yep. hides the ball yep. behind his back. Yeah. And it gives him a step. It just gives him a step. One and step. Then, fake. Yeah. 
And then whoop, right through there. Oh no. <laughs> and Mark, you know, I want to say about Gio, uh, you know, he looks great against small schools and you always wonder, Oh, how, how talented is this kid? How athletic is he? How, how does his speed match up to, to regular, uh, not regular schools, but big schools and such. Uh, Mark, I think he's an elite athlete at any level. Yeah. He's just so fast. He, he runs like a gazelle, man. And, and, um, this his stride length is, is what I think is deceptive. And, um, he gets, gets by you and, and he's gone. And he played the whole game. He went in at Tiger when JG was cramping up, and he got popped a couple times. Um, but uh, he did not come out and is just an amazing athlete, an amazing player, and, and an even better human being. He's just a great guy. Mark, check out the alumni down here in the corner. Fred Monteblanco, Dave Ramos. Yeah. Look at these guys. Taking the yeah. film. Escort. <laughs> got a little escort to the end zone here with Gio. Yeah, so cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. that was huge for the side you guys erupted i mean that was awesome that just play. it was it was a heavyweight fight so you know they slugged us we slugged them and it was just back and forth that was just kind of the way the game went definitely i mean charter Oak comes down you're thinking okay big and bad and split through them and good night i love it man look at the sideline bouncing i mean this is phenomenal yeah, coach is getting some air. And then again, our alumni corner down here. Fresh Fred. There's <laughs> the Ramos brothers. That's what it's all about, man. <laughs> Steve Almond just commented uh, on our Facebook Live. He goes, Yeah, that's where Dave Ramos uh, hurt his ankle down there. <laughs> Probably rolled it. Yeah. Jumped down. Yeah. Okay, that's a big kick return. What else you got for me, Mark? So we had a fourth down, play 51, a big fourth down stop. Um, I don't know if that's not a super significant. It was kind of significant, but it wasn't late in the game. And then maybe just go to the touchdown, play 88 with McCullough. Or, or you can go to fourth down stop, play 40, 51. Yeah, yeah here it is. Uh, it kind of got to it late, but fourth. Was this fourth? No, this is fourth. 50. Play 51. Oh, it's 51. Sorry. Yeah. I got 51. No, 51 is first and 10, it looks like. Oh, shoot. Maybe uh, keep going. Maybe it's this drive. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Okay, 53. Okay. I think. Yeah, fourth and, fourth and two. Here we go. Okay, so fourth and two. Yeah, they're going for it. And just the early momentum swing, you know. Um, and, and they had their, their – we call that jumbo package with two tight ends and one running back. Um, and, and so we, we, you know, based on our scouting, we thought, you know, we were pretty sure they were going to run right here. And our guys identified that early. And, Three down uh, linemen, as always, and, and the four-point stance, which is something you guys do for leverage and such. Uh, basically, five linebackers, three backers, and two hybrid kind of position players there. Yeah, and, they get, yeah. and they, uh, Paul gets in the backfield and nice down, goes down the line of scrimmage and makes the play. And that was just huge. Well, and if you look here, Mark, you know, Roy Young, uh, right here in the middle, his first step really starts to wreak havoc on this play. Paul gets in there and gets the glory there, but from your nose guard here, watch Royal Young. He kind of he beats beats the pole there, and it just kind of messes everything up from the start. Yeah, disrupts it. And we were, I'm sure we were bringing the house right here. So yeah, great play by Paul. So happy for Paul, you know, to have the senior year he's having and. 
and he's just, you know, he's having so much fun. He talks about it all the time, but um, you see Paul kind of stunned with our Sam linebacker um, or no with Calvin. And you see Calvin went, took his gap, Paul switched gaps with them and he got in there. Calvin uh, gets a double team. You got Geo coming yeah. in to clean it up. I mean, this is just team defense right here. Swimming to the ball. Huge yeah. play back to, I mean, you guys got the ball at midfield. To me, that's as good as a turnover, Mark. Yeah, yeah, just like a turnover, getting the ball at midfield. And and I think it let them, you know, kind of know that we're uh, we're about it and, and, you know, we're not going to get pushed around. Yeah, what I talked to you about is, you know, there was no fluke to this. It was no. nothing, you know, you guys got lucky or you physically dominated the game. Gave up some big plays, we know, but but still, um, it was physical game. Okay, Mark, to your football, offensive. Football, football, usually the best team always wins. You know, the better team, you can't, you can't really fake it. So no, not at all. All right. What was the, uh, the big McCullough touchdown play? 88, 88. This Fox. was a backbreaker. <laughs> you know, Jonathan Guerrero, he, he had come out of the game and, uh, Ortega goes to, to tiger and, uh, not 88 Mark. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I, I might be on the other feed. Um, Oh, you might be, oh, that's why we're off a little bit. Yeah. So, might, yeah, so it's going to be somewhere near that. What was the play called? Oh. It was a Fox wheel, I think. So it's going to be in the 80, high 80s, or low 80s, mid 80. Okay, yeah, that's... Uh, well, you were know a few it, off, maybe it's 50, maybe 91. 91, okay. We'll find it, guys. Oh. We'll, but Guerrero goes out of the, goes out of the game. Uh, Charter Oak loads up the box, Mark, uh, thinking, well, they're going to run. We're going to stuff them here. And then you said yeah, Dave, Dave Drain called this play? Yeah, yeah, I mean... Mr. Johnson, Randy calls the plays, but Dave, Dave suggested it. And uh, um, they, they paid a lot of attention to, to Calvin um, all night. And, and he was, I had a hard time getting open. You see, they follow him. They follow Gio. And then, yeah, I just, I think I've, I was looking on the other one. I'm sorry. No, it's yeah, good. So- I'll go to that one. Um, that, that way we're just, there's no, uh, you know, it was Damien's only pass completion of the, of the night, Mark. And yep. Jonathan had just come out his first of uh, three cramps and such. And uh, <laughs> so, so take me, take me through the play here and what, what Dave drain saw why he made this call. Yeah. So they, we knew they, they were grabbing Calvin or tight end all night and paying a lot of attention to him. Cause he's had a couple, some big catches in our last few games. And those are the films they were going off of. And so we just, man, Calvin just couldn't get open like he usually does. And then Gio, of course they had their eyes on him and Ryan just slips out on the play action, uh, kind of chips this guy make it look like he's blocking like he always does and then he's wide open and Damien puts it on a rope doesn't float it um so yeah, it's time to get under it and Damien had some pressure too so he had to get rid of it it was a really good throw uh what else makes this play great mark is your your receiver out is this Gio yeah it's Gio oh no Gio's in the backfield that's right um Gio's in the backfield that's uh might be Aaron not, yeah Aaron he, he, him dragging kind of his defender yep. away right. from the, the hash marks leaves it wide open here. Uh, I'm assuming maybe man coverage here that they just forget about Ryan, which I don't know how you do, but yep. uh, that helps. That happens when you run the ball so effectively. Right. Play action. And uh, Calvin dragging across you a lot of attention. All just got took the safety, took the safety yep. again, they're keying on, on Calvin. And then there's McCall just wide open. Yep. And he showed his speed, took off running. Yeah, yeah it's clocked out 40, man. It caught it right on the 40. 
<laughs> right towards the alumni. Something about that alumni corner, man. I got to tell yeah. you. They had the best seat in the house, man. Oh, yeah. And then watch the crowd reaction. It, that was my favorite, too. It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah we're on. Yeah. Off and running. Charter Oak just looks shell-shocked. Like, wait a minute. What? What? I thought they were going <laughs> to run the ball. The only pass completion of the night, man. Uh, <laughs> yep. But it, it, 58-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, Damian under a little pressure. He just sets his feet and boom. Outstanding call, Mark. Yeah. Ryan McCola played a great game uh, all around defensively. Had some tough carries as well. So, yeah. great, great win, man. Um, St. Pius upcoming you this weekend. You want to watch the interception? Oh, yes, of course. I'm sorry. How could I? This one is 146. Okay. We got to see the pick. And, of course, the, the amazing uh, unselfish play by Mr. Damian Diaz. 146. Yeah. Okay. The the what do we what do we call this? The uh, not it's, it's not a pick six. Maybe a a pick a pick knee a, a pick. We a gotta pick get a one? name. Yeah, we gotta get a name for it. Well, let's call it the pick. The yeah. pick. Yeah. So let me let me get this out of the way. Okay. So uh, here's Damian. Bottom of your screen. Trips yeah. to the right to the left of your formation. Your coverage. We got fourth and uh, eight. I think. Yeah, and, and Damian's gonna make the play. He's number four down here. Or really started it was McCullough with the pressure. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, there's actually a flag there, so we were good either way. But um, McCullough brings the pressure and just gets the quarterback off his mark and um, has to start moving. And Geo's blitzing from the backside. And then we think we have it pretty well covered. And uh, But that just – the QB did a great job staying on his feet, but that pressure really got to him. And then obviously couldn't step in and throw, and Damien came up and made a great play. <laughs> And then sprinting down the sideline, we're just going nuts on our side. We couldn't even see what was happening over there. But Gio must have been yelling at him, go down, go down. And then uh, he went down. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't know what was going on either. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it, was, my... it was chaos. Chaos for sure. Damian Diaz, let's see. We had our field goal team running on. I'm like, guys, get off, get off. We didn't score. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, wait a minute. What, what, what happened? Did he step out? Because he was yeah. clear sailing. He just steps forward. Makes the play. And you can't see it, but the charter of quarterback is on the ground, Mark, and Paul Elena comes. You could see it from one of the sideline videos if you want to see it. Um, oh, okay. Paul Elena uh, comes over and just, just it's real quick. It's something real quick. But uh, Ed Drain says on that play call that uh, the if you play it with sound, the charter of parents can't help but say, man, beautiful play design. But there goes our guy raising the ball up. Yeah, GL saying, get down, get down. Yeah. <laughs> Two headsy football players, Mark. Yep. Yep. Handy football players. Great play. And it'll, it'll be a play that goes down in, in real history. I think we'll talk about that one for a long time. Absolutely. Well, Mark, thank you for joining me today. This has been a blast. Uh, just watching the final couple of kneel downs here. Can't believe it happened, but it's real, man. Real Hondo beats Charter Oak on their home field and Charter Oak not using their final time out there. I thought was a, a classy move, just accepting yeah. defeat and, uh, a huge win for the program, man. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. They were all class. It was cool on their part. Um, great night. Uh, couldn't say enough about our support and all the love the guys got. And so appreciate RHP family like that. And yeah, hope to see you guys out Friday night for St. Pius X. Uh, yeah, this new format, every game is tough. So people ask me, how are they going to be? And, and I said, as good or better in Charter Oak. So uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, bring your get your voices ready and 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 uh, get there early and let's have a good game.
Yeah, it's going to be fun. A home game for you guys. Um, they're very talented, athletic. I mean, you're going to be up for a tough test, and I, I hope the, the boys are ready. I know they will be. Uh, yeah, Mark, congrats on uh, what arguably the biggest win in school history. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Matt. And thank you to everybody who, who's tuning in right now. Thank you to everybody who supports our program um, through thick and thin, you know, and, and we have a time like this. It's even um, it's cool. And I, I can't say it enough that the support we get and how much we appreciate it. And Matt, what you've got uh, going with this podcast and all the, the platform that you've created for Rio, the Rio family to connect. And I um, uh, can't say enough for that. And you know, yeah, let's keep it rolling. That's all I got to say. Absolutely, Mark. As you often say, whether it's RHP football or the podcast or whatever, hey, we're just getting started, man. We're just right. getting started. Maybe. Let's go. Hey, BTD, uh, bro- what'd you say? Brotherhood, toughness. Tough. Discipline, yeah. And discipline, kind of the motto of the season, right? And, uh, man, it was definitely on full display on Friday night, Mark. Congrats again. Enjoy your, your weekend, man, and, and go, go get them next week. Oh, I think we lost you for a second. It's all good. Okay. Take care, Mark. Thanks for joining us. Are you there? Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm here. Uh, yeah. Uh, my wife was driving out and in, in, in the Bluetooth got hooked up for a second in the car. I think oh, my phone just, connected to just it. Just listening to the podcast. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So thanks for all you do, Matt. And uh, yeah, it was great. Um so happy for our guys and, our, and their families, especially, and uh, proud of proud of our RHP and, and all our support is uh, something that I think very few teams schools have, and we really appreciate it. Absolutely, you got it, man. Take care, Mark. We'll talk to you next week. Go read. Well, guys, we will continue our show here and be joined by Ray Montez here shortly waiting for him to jump on the podcast, but uh, coach Carson, I mean, just a class act all around. love chatting with him. Bill Ritter tuned in on the pod or on the Facebook live said, I really enjoyed the game and the show today. Thank you, Bill. Uh, my, my man, my teammate from back in the day, uh, we would have loved an opportunity to play a team like this in, uh, in, you know, charter Oak local school. I just, you, you can't say enough about it. What, this game meant to the program on Friday night. Um, just, I, I was speechless. I, I stayed up till four in the morning um, and was just on cloud nine. I was trying to look, read articles and, and, you know, watch videos of the game, rewatching things. Um, I was just so fired up and, uh, and uh, man, I was the biggest win in school history. I, I think it wasn't a championship game. I know, but to me, so much more was won um, than just uh, a championship, uh, than a game, I should say. Championship wasn't, wasn't one, but um, it was just something to really be proud of, to be a part of, and uh, in a small way. And I, I'm very appreciative for all the access that uh, Mark gives me, as well as, you know, the Real Hondo prep uh, staff there and the faithful. It was great talking to Coach Ken Drain about uh, the game. Um, he, he was very funny talking about, man, it's, it's nervous. It's, it's, it's kind of nerve wracking when you don't have anything to do. You don't have plays to call or, or officials to talk to or anything like that. It's kind of nerve wracking, just sitting around watching a game. And, um, and uh, <laughs> it's just funny to hear the, the legend. 
Uh, let me see here. Oh, Bill Ritter, Matt, your show is so good. Thanks, Brill. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, man. This is a, a lot of fun doing this. And uh, waiting on Ray Montez here hasn't, uh, maybe he slept in. We set the clocks back uh, last night and I almost, actually I did the first, I set the clocks the night before because I like waking up to know what time it is for real. And uh, I set the first two clocks forward rather than backwards. So I could have been two hours off today, but I corrected my mistake, set the clocks accordingly. And we're, we're waiting on Ray here. He'll, he'll jump on here shortly, but thanks, Bill. Uh, appreciate it. This has been so much fun and just an opportunity to talk RHP football. And I think there's a hunger for it. There's a need for it uh, out there, which is why we want to keep this thing going. Okay. Looks like Ray Montez has jumped in the waiting room. Let's bring him on now, the offensive lineman and linebacker for Rio Hondo Prep. Ray Montez, welcome to the show, man. You're on live, Facebook Live with the Get Home Safe podcast. Thank you for having me. Ray, you got a huge smile, uh, much like you had on Friday night, man. Um, y- it was fun talking to you briefly. I mean, what are you still emotions riding high? What, what does this win mean uh, to you? It means a lot to me. Uh, we worked in and put in our hard work all summer long and just to come out and defeat Charter Oak, even though they had us as a big underdog. So it felt really good doing that. Well, Ray, you're a guy that's in the middle of everything. You're a, you're a linebacker. You're an offensive lineman. Um, I've, I've been a big fan of your work uh, over the past few years. You're just one of those tough football players that I think RHP is famous for. Um, what, do, what do you make of the, the offensive line, uh, all you guys on Friday night? I thought that's really where the game was won, was by the guys up front, yourself and, you, and your brothers. Yeah, I really think we came out and came out a hit first. So I really think we uh, dominated that o-line right there because uh even though they had a couple plays they got in but i'm pretty sure we dominated like 90 to 10 percent yeah you guys really dominated the time of possession so ray you guys weren't intimidated by those guys at all i mean they had some real big guys up front uh, defensively probably the biggest uh toughest team you guys have played all season you guys weren't intimidated at all by those guys uh, I'm not sure about the others, but I was pretty intimidated. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> An honest man. I love it. But you know what? It didn't show, Ray. You you battled. Uh, you know what? Uh, there was a picture of one of your teammates, uh, Aaron Size, who was taking on, you know, the biggest dude they had out there, 78. And uh, that is what RHP football is about, man, is playing bigger guys, stronger guys. Um, what gave you guys confidence that you could compete in this game and ultimately win it? Uh, uh, give us confidence. The first drive entering the game, first drive is like a statement to like everyone that would could actually like come out and put a beating on them. Yeah, you guys went for it on fourth and goal from the eight, I think. And uh, Coach Carson, I just talked to him. He was confident in you guys. JG had a great night. Uh, is, is it when when Jonathan Guerrero scores a touchdown or? Ryan McCullough or Gio Ortega, do you as the lineman feel like, hey, hey, we had a big part in that? Yeah, always, because uh, if they can't like run behind a good O-line, I'm pretty sure they're just going to keep getting stuff. So, yeah, it feels, feels good when they score. Do you remember the play, Ray, Ray, um, Gio, he, he, he went in to, to tailback for Jonathan, who was injured. Um, Gio got stuck at the line. Like, they got in there, stuck him uh, pretty good, kind of stood over him, should have been a penalty, there wasn't. Uh, but what I liked about Gio a few plays later, he finished off a run, a guy tackling him in front of your sideline. Gio put his head down, put his shoulder down. Uh, I don't want to see anybody hurt, but he he physically took it to the Charter Oak guy after he got hit pretty hard. To me, that was a big moment 
where it was like, oh, wow, okay, Rio's not backing down. Yeah, it was because uh, he got stuffed, and I was like, hey, you could bounce back from that. I told him just next play mentality. So I uh, came out and told him, just worry about the next play, and he goes out and stuffs the kid. Yeah, that was that was something else. You guys, it was like a, a boxing match, man. You guys punched and they punched back. It was such a fun game. What was your favorite part of Friday night? Did you have a favorite play or anything like that? Uh, my favorite play was when Jonathan came out and he came back in. Then he, I think I'm pretty sure it was a blast 33. He came and ran. He got, it looks like he was going to get stuffed. He came out and he just bounced out and he scored a touchdown. That was an amazing run. I mean, yeah, they, they were putting pressure there. Um, yeah, he hit Jonathan. I don't know how he does it, man. He, he spun out of it, got in the end zone. To me, that really was a, a tough one for Charter Oak to take because you guys were like, you can bring it all you want. Uh, we're not backing down. So, yeah, I, that was one of my favorite plays uh, as well. Uh, Ray, did you grow up in the east or the west of Care Youth League? Where did you grow up? I grew up west. Okay. Okay, so how many of the teammates on the team were guys in the East? Do you know? if Was there a few of them anyway? Um, I can't. I'm not really sure. Maybe like one or two. Okay, okay. So in, in most teams, there's a lot of guys in the East and, and West as well. But to go to kind of right next to uh, Wingate Park and, and play yeah. Charter Oak, I mean, those guys and you too, of course, all your teammates – were you guys fired up to play this game, Charter Oak, so close to Wingate Park? Oh, yeah. It was a big game for us because we wanted to, like, show out and tell them, like, who we are because all of the care people move out all the way to Charter Oak and just, like, really forget about Real Hunter Prep. <laughs> well, you guys put them on the map. You know, there's a lot of people that didn't think you guys could do it on Friday. A lot of uh, reporters and I'm sure so-called experts. But you guys believed. Coach Carson uh, pushed you guys, your entire coaching staff. Uh, it's a tribute to you guys, Ray. You guys believed. What what was uh what what were some things that coaches were telling you guys all week? Coach Carson, maybe before the game, that really got you guys believing that you could win this game. He told us uh, we really got nothing to lose here because it's just going to benefit us anyway. So mm -hmm. uh, it's just like yeah, I don't know how like he I would want to say this, but he would text us like a terrorist mentality. <laughs> Yeah, we really got nothing to lose at that point. So just give it all we got. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, the hope, yeah, no one will take that a weird way. That's that's just that. Anyway, uh, good stuff. You guys had nothing to lose. It was it was a great game. You went out there, you balled out, and uh, you guys played, you know, violently. You played aggressive. I mean, it was so fun to watch. And uh, you know, you guys aren't done, Ray. You got another tough game this week. I mean, you were celebrating. Did you did you do anything special to celebrate the win? Maybe a, an In and Out burger or, or anything else this weekend? Uh, In and Out burger after the game. Nice. Yeah. I asked Calvin Johnson this. What's your go to at In and Out? Everyone's got their own little little uh, little order they like. What do you like to order? Okay, so I order uh, double double grilled onions, no tomato, then animal style fries with a vanilla shake. Oh my man, that's dude you're making me hungry. That sounds that's that's a champion order right there to throw in the shake at the end. Love it, good stuff, man. Well, you definitely earned that that uh, that meal on Friday night, man. That's that's awesome, uh, Ray. What about um, Real Hondo Prep? Your experience there. What's it been like? Last year was kind of a weird year with COVID and everything. Um, what has playing football at Real Hondo Prep meant to you? It really just gave me like a second family because I came in a real hunter prep as a seventh grader playing maybe having one year of football under my belt 
So then having them teach me and bring me in was just like with all love it was just amazing because I felt like I had another family there. Yeah, no, that's very well said. And Ray, there's a lot of alumni like me who enjoy watching you guys and, and enjoy kind of, you know, we were you at one point, you guys are, are much better than most of us ever were, but it's fun. Do you, do you feel that alumni support from, from not just your, your families and, and fans, but do you feel that uh, the alumni kind of cheering for you guys? Oh yeah. Big time, especially uh, fourth quarter when I saw them all come down to the, on the field, it just felt amazing. Cause like they're all riding our back right behind us. Definitely, man. Definitely. It's, it's fun to cheer for, guys in a uniform that you once wore. Uh, so man, we just, we enjoy watching you guys. The past few years have been great. Um, Ray, what about after high school for you? What, what do you have planned um, college or kind of, I know it's early, you're still young, but do you have any initial thoughts about what you're going to do after high school? Yeah, I'm trying to go into uh, APU for computer science. Okay. Very nice. What are you going to, what do you want to computer science? You, you big video game guy. Want to uh, uh, take that to the next level? I'm just kidding. I'm just going to try to get into like artificial intelligence and all that stuff. Wow. Yeah. Good for you, man. Good for you. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, that, that is awesome. Um, outside of football, Ray, what do you, what are some of your hobby? What do you like to do? Maybe what are your, some of your classes you like to take? Are you, do you play an instrument or you, I mean, what are some things out, outside of football that, that uh, we should know about you? Uh, I love playing sports and just having fun with my, like my brother, cause he's little. So I like just having fun with him. And I also like playing video games with my buddies. Nice. Very yeah. nice. Well, well, Ray, you don't have to be told this, but you know, high school goes quick. I mean, you're a senior now and junior year was kind of weird with only three games. Um, but you guys played, and I think the biggest game in RHP history last night, a non-championship game anyway. And, uh, we're rooting for you guys to win a few more games here. Um, I, do you, what has, I asked you that already about RHP football, what it's meant to you with the family and everything. Um, did, did you ever think that your senior year would get here so quickly when you started at RHP as a freshman, you're thinking, Oh, I got plenty of time. And all of a sudden the end is near, right? Did you, has a time flown by? Oh, easily. It's like what you said, it's just like, I was just like, I'm not going to worry about it. I have plenty of time, but like it came by really fast four years. Very much, man. Time flies as you get older, too. Uh, Ray, uh, what do you like? Uh, uh, your, I mean, real Honda players play both ways all the time. Uh, offense, defense, special teams. What, uh, what is your favorite thing to do? Do you like tackling people or do you like offensive line better? Uh, I love tackling people. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Love, love blitzing. I mean, J I talked to Jaden Sanchez uh, last week or the week before. Uh, he definitely loves tackling people, and, and he's fun. He's got to be a fun guy to play alongside. Yeah, it's just like I always have him, uh, he always has my back. So it's just like just us two going in, trying to lay a boom on someone. <laughs> you two guys are very similar. The, yeah. Your style, the way you play. It's really fun to watch you guys um, uh, defensively. I mean, those, those dudes at Charter Rook were pretty fast, though, huh? A few times they busted through the line. Yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah I just like, I went in and I looked, turn around and he's gone for a touchdown already. I was like, oh, geez. Well, you battled. Hey, what do you think about uh, your buddy, Damian Diaz, senior captain, quarterback, academy president? He makes the huge play at the end of the game, the interception. And then he goes to the one yard line and Gio's telling him, hey, get down, get down. He stopped at the one yard line. What did you what did you uh, what was your reaction to that? 
Uh, I thought he had like the perfect IQ for that. It's just like we wanted to just get the game over with and just get out already. We wanted to just celebrate already. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Leave no doubt. He could have scored. He could have scored and gone up two touchdowns, but it was a smart play to just get down, take the knees, and the game's over. So uh, pretty smart play there from your uh, senior teammate. Uh, let me see. Finally, uh, Ray, you have an amazing senior class group of guys, Jonathan Guerrero, G Ortega, Paula Elena, Damian Diaz. I'll, I'll forget some names I'm sure, but Calvin Johnson, what, what has it meant to play with this group of seniors? Cause I got to tell you from a guy who's just watching and not a part of it all. It's a very special group of seniors. What has this senior class meant to be a part of meant to you to be a part of? Uh, it feels amazing. It's just like having them with me, I, like every sport everywhere is just like, we're always having fun with each other. So it's, it's another brotherhood right there. It's just like, I love it. It's like that. They're like my brothers to me. So, yeah, well, uh, man, uh, one more game for now, maybe more in the future. Keep playing hard, Ray. We're rooting for you guys. Um, you guys are so fun to watch. Couldn't be proud of the effort you guys put out on Friday night, man. So, Thanks for coming on the podcast, man, and, and go get them next week. Thank you. All right, Ray. Take care, man. All right. Well, thank you to Ray Montez for coming on the Get Home Safe podcast. Another senior. We've gone through quite a few of them. I don't know if we'll get to all of them, but we'll, we're going to keep trying that as best we can. Um, the RHP faithful out there definitely likes hearing from the, the players themselves, not just me rambling away and coach Carson, he's great, but there's something about the, uh, the, uh, you know, the players, the kids who actually do it. So congrats to them on a huge win. A uh, few more comments here on Facebook live from Dave Diaz conditioning has to be a big part of RHP preparation. Uh, uh, how much do coaches focus on conditioning, especially with only 15 guys on the field? Sorry, I didn't get to ask coach Carson that Dave, uh, but I think it's a huge part of it. And it's something that kind of has been a tradition over the years to, to condition when we went 11 man for the first time. I mean, that was a big deal. Like, Oh, we have to play full games now, you know, instead of the 40 point blowouts and such. Um, so I do know that Mark uh, has a great training program conditioning that that they start early on. It's not just uh, football season, but, you know, the summer and beyond. Uh, Bill Ritter, Mike Lau is the all-time greatest in-and-out legend. Yes, for those that don't know, Mike Lau, uh, one of our international students from Taiwan, uh, was the senior class just above me as a junior and uh, actually a really good football player, as fast as as could be. He loved tackling people. Uh, had one speed. He had calves that were ginormous and uh, he was awesome. He was an awesome guy, but we went, he always, he was so hungry all the time. And we, you know, us uh, young men, we loved in and out burger and one in and out uh, day, night after a game, uh, Mike Lau orders a 10 by 10, a 10 by 10, the three by three, the four by four. Uh, he ordered a 10 by 10 and they made it for him. And it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. 10 patties, 10 pieces of cheese, Right. We all just gathered around and watched Mike Lau devour a 10 by 10. One of the greatest moments in my RHP athletic career. Uh, let's see, Fred Monteblanco. Yeah, he ordered a 10 by 10 once. Yeah, I, I saw it. I sat next to him and we were like so proud of him. We were like, we wanted to frame the receipt, maybe hang it from the rafters, you know, like they do with jerseys. It was, it was impressive. So Mike Lau uh, in circa 2003, no, 2002, maybe 2001, would have been baseball season spring season doesn't matter doesn't matter the point is mike loud did it we didn't think he could 
and he did. And to bring it full circle, many people did not think a real Honda would win on Friday night, but they did. They did it. And uh, I couldn't be more proud of them. I got a little emotional on Wednesday on the podcast, anticipating this, uh, this game. It, it absolutely delivered to all the alumni out there um, who, who tune into the podcast, to the parents of the players. Uh, everyone is just so supportive. And it's just really something special here. And I hope that uh, you guys have enjoyed this season as much as I have. It's not done yet. We're going up against uh, St. Pius, uh, St. Pius X, I'll call him, because I'm not sure about the, uh, the, the official name. But Steve Amon writes saying, what are your thoughts on St. Pius X? Quarterback with a good arm and weapons down the field to throw to. Can't scramble as well for positive yards. Going to be a tough one. Uh, big boys on the line. I think the discipline of RHP will match up well. Should be a fun one. Going to be another long week waiting for Friday night. Steve Almond with the scouting report for us up in Oregon, man. Good. God bless you, Steve. Uh, Steve was texting me and telling me, please keep the Facebook lives coming on Friday night. He posted a picture of his laptop basically frozen on uh, the NFHS website was, was not cooperating for those that wanted to watch the game who couldn't get there. And he was grateful as other people were for the Facebook live videos I was doing. So I wasn't planning on doing a lot of the game, but I did. And uh, a lot of fun. So thanks for the scouting report, Steve. I did look at uh, a little bit of film from St. St. Pius, uh, very athletic, uh, very uh, uh, dangerous as far as making big plays. Uh, it's going to be a tough football game. I mean, like Mark said, think Charter Oak, but better. It's a team in the next round. So uh, it's a team that can put up points that can be explosive. And if you're not disciplined, if you let them get through the first level, I mean, they're going to be off and running. Just a team that is very athletic and I think could probably throw it a little bit better than Charter Oak did on Friday night. So kind of dual threat. Charter Oak wanted to run the ball a lot and they did. But I think um, St. Pius will definitely... Uh, be putting the ball in the air a lot more. So the D line is going to have to get pressure, a uh, big offensive line. You got to be more athletic than them and get to the quarterback. And I think the real Hondo recipe for success, the recipe for victory uh, is something you saw Friday night. It's running the ball, controlling the clock. The clock is your friend. That's why Rio can't get behind by multiple scores. Cause sometimes it is tough to catch up, but if you keep it a one score game, you can wear down a team, uh, even a team that is, as good as St. Pius X. So um, that's kind of what you got to do. Got to stay healthy this week, extra hydration. I know a lot of concerns were there for Jonathan Guerrero and his, um, his health going forward. I think he's going to be just fine. Um, just was cramping up. I talked to his dad before the game and Mr. Guerrero said, you know, the first five minutes of this game will tell us uh, everything we need to know. And, and he was right. I mean, the first five minutes, uh, Charter Oak punched and, and Rio punched right back, uh, stopped, Charter Oak um, uh, had them punt early and went right up the field and scored a touchdown. So hopefully there's more of that. I think it'll be probably some more points on the board this Friday against St. Pius. I don't know what the viewing situation will be, but it is a home game and I will attempt to be there. Uh, I'm, I'm doing everything I can uh, work related to, to get there and I should be there, but we'll see what happens either way. I will be talking real Hondo prep football with you guys on Sunday and posting the podcast episode on Monday for those that could not tune into Facebook live today, whether it be live or, uh, or rewatching it here uh, on some time on a Sunday, I got to tell you, it's been an amazing weekend so far. 
Uh, huge Real Hondo game. Friday night victory, of course. Saturday, two amazing fights in boxing and UFC. I was in heaven watching both. And then Sunday, NFL football. My Rams don't play until 5.30 tonight. So uh, a lot to be thankful for. But definitely the biggest moment of the weekend was the Real Hondo prep win. Taking down Goliath, uh, one of the Blue Bloods in Charter Oak High School. Uh, taking down the Chargers. Couldn't be prouder of them. A big moment for RHP. And for those that were fortunate enough to be there, um, man, what, what a sight to see, what a thing to experience Uh big. Thanks to Todd Carson for getting these shirts made. It was a white out in the stands. Uh, the back of it says beat the chargers has the two helmets and the date of the game. So I thought that was really, really cool. Just another example of the unity really in the uh, real Hondo prep football tradition. So uh, coach Carson, thank you again for coming on the pod. Thanks for all you do. Ray Montez. That was a pleasure, man. Keep up the hard work. Hopefully we can talk to uh, Paul Elena or, or another player next week after, uh, after the game Friday for our Sunday show. And I hope there's a few more shows here, guys, if you know what I mean, hopefully the cares can keep it going and uh, it's going to be tough. There's no easy ones, especially in division seven, big schools, great athletes, um, just good overall football teams. And uh, it's put up or shut up time for the real Hondo prep cares. This has been a special season to the seniors, to the entire team for Rio. Thank you for uh, representing so well, so well for those who've come before you and for those who will come after you. You guys have carried the torch of Real Hondo Prep football uh, proudly. And uh, you just, it's an honor to watch you guys and to the coaches who put in long hours and details and all that, uh, not making really any money doing this, uh, just putting in extra time because they love the kids. They love the football program to the coaches. God bless you guys for all your hard work. And uh, man, RHP football is in great hands, not just with the coaches, but the senior class and the fan base. Let's continue to rally this thing, guys. Thank you for the support on the podcast. I'm excited. I want more and more uh, uh, feedback from you guys, voicemails, emails, comments. I love it all. Um, just, just keep them coming and let's keep this thing going. As Mark Carson says, often we're just getting started. So thanks for joining me today, guys, on this edition of the get home safe podcast. Go Real Hondo Prep, second round of the playoffs uh, at home on Friday night. Real with a huge win over Charter Oak this past Friday, arguably the best win in program history. Dave Diaz, great job, Matt. Let's go. I agree, Dave. Thank you. Let's go. Let's go, Hondo. Beat St. Pius. Come out in force if you can on Friday night. It's going to be fun. Let's keep this Real Hondo uh, rhythm going, guys. Can't wait. Thank you so much for joining me today, guys. A charge to keep. Go Rio Hondo.